0: sports interaction canada Sportsbook. book i'm feeling a little under the weather right now my throat kind of hurts but i gotta do this let's, win! let's go oh this was a long time coming this was such a long time <laughs> coming and did you feel the damn passion in the players today Holy it was crap. everything we
1: needed in this game everything we needed game.
0: I might have it's killed my vocal oh, cords, but <laughs> we got a hat trick from our captain John Tavares. We got an Austin Matthews goal. We got a Zach Aston Reeves first goal as a leave.
1: Oh, and we got everyone standing man. up for each other right at oh, the end. I
0: loved I loved the fact that everyone Just stood up for Matthews. The it was um, perfect. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful game. I can't wait to get into this. There's so much to talk about. And Leafs fans, we deserve this. It's been a long time coming, but finally we get another game. We get another win. Uh, Before we get into it, though, we got to give a shout out to Sports Interaction. Want to bet? You can do it at Sports Interaction, Canada sportsbook. Football continues. The World Series is ongoing and the hockey season is well underway. Bet pre-game, live and play, or on one of our many prop bets. Made for Canadians by Canadians. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Head to sportsinteraction.com sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com sdpn. Ontario only, 19 and older, and please play responsibly. R1 oh like, what, what gosh i just game? messaged
1: in the chat vibes are much different than the last <laughs> yeah. game we're back into planning the parade
0: what we're what a game, man!
1: top team in the league oh love it listen listen it a I, perfect game i came into the
0: game and i was like even if they win <laughs> there's still a lot of question marks i don't give a damn
1: it's what nice a to talk bounce about back
0: away. win that the, the way nice. that they played was yeah. just so so good um, you could see the passion oozing out of all of those players. And listen, Tavares led by example. Man, the captain came out and he came out to play. Holy yeah. crap! Beautiful, beautiful goals. I mean, that third goal, fantastic.
1: Se- it was the second goal.
0: Oh, so the second goal. Sorry, we're uh, um, his, strip- his second goal. His
1: second. Yeah, his yeah. second goal. That was like oh, beautiful, oh, beautiful. A beautiful goal. That was like, goal of the year so far. I loved it. It was a
0: oh, uh, perfect
1: perfect game to to start a new month as well just coming home <laughs> yeah. it's nice to see like you know let like let's put the game in context here we were facing philly on a back to back with their backup exactly. goalie who's only played 7 games and has literally never won this in a vacuum should be a game that the leafs dominate Right, I don't think anyone would be surprised
0: by that. Right, not even the, not even just the backup. I mean, they're missing half of their forward group as well. Like they have, yeah, they're missing injuries. Right, and yeah, yeah, back to back, and the second half of the back to back, their their second string goaltender who hasn't won a single game. There's a lot of issues with with Philadelphia tonight. It's it's, but listen, the Leafs were able to to actually come back and and they were able to put a statement game out there.
1: Right, yeah. This is a, a, like a much needed game. Like the way they've lost, you know, wins and losses, you know, there are two points or no points. But the way they lost the past four games was the most concerning thing. Mm. You know, like re- I remember last year, <clears throat> there was a lot of hoopla about that Arizona game where we lost two one, but we put on like fifty shots against uh, uh, Arizona, and it's like those are leafy games in the sense that you know you lose against the worst team, but you still dominated play. We haven't done that over the past four games. There was no point within that stretch of games where we deserved a win or even looked like we were even close to getting one. We shouldn't have even gotten the two points we did over that stretch. You know, we were were lucky to go to OT. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know, to have a game like this where it was not only just a win, which we haven't talked about in four games, but a dominant win. Straight from the get-go, they started on time, even though they gave up the first goal. Like... They started on time and every time something happened that was particularly negative, they bounced back. And right. They that, didn't let it get to them.
0: Yeah, and even that that first goal that they let in, I mean, even when they let that in, I was not worried about them whatsoever. I mean, they played they were controlling the play up uh even up until that moment. And then afterwards, they bounced back well. I mean, they got two goals within what, like uh like two, three minutes or whatever. Um, they they answered right away and uh yeah. they continued that throughout the rest of the game as well. Um I think they they were just and just just see the top line uh or the, the top 6 performing well was so good to see so validated. Um and even the smiles from uh from Keith and and the rest of our players after that uh that little scrap that went down uh, in the latter half of the third it was just so satisfying to see. And it was—you you could tell—it meant a lot for them. This game yeah. meant a lot for this this Leafs team, and they—they they needed
1: it, frankly. Yeah, they needed it, and they needed to—they needed to show it for, Exactly. like the fans, you know. Like there was a lot of hoopla, you know, surrounding these last four games, and deservedly so. Like <laughs> they didn't play well, and this is your first game back on the home. You know, I think a lot of people were worried jerseys were going to get thrown rather than hats, so <laughs> to to get them. You know to play that well is not only like good for their confidence but it it sparks at least a bit of optimism in myself obviously things aren't perfect again we have to put this game into context you know, this is a game that they should have dominated. So as much of it is, as it is a statement game, it's only a statement because of how shit we were these past four games. Exactly. Right. Otherwise we wouldn't be this excited about winning a game against the Flyers. Hey, on Eddie second Hattrick, half of a I'll take any hat trick. I could get, I don't care. I'll be hyped for any hat trick that comes on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the, yeah, that yeah, it was a deserved win straight from the get go. The, like I was a bit worried after the first goal because, uh, You know, we took a penalty directly after that. And I was kind of worried it would snowball, even though we played really well. You know, momentum goes against you. Maybe you give up a power play goal and you're in the gutter. And even on the second goal, Samsonov probably should have had that one. You know, it was coming off of a pretty weak penalty we took as well. Mm -hmm. That could also just ruin your momentum. But they didn't let that happen today. And uh, that is just something that's good to see. Obviously, we're not saying this team is, you know, (laughs) all good. Yeah, there are issues that they still need to fix. You know, yep. we're we're just coming off a four game losing streak. So we don't want to, you know, uh, overreact the other way too much either. But it it's still just a, a really, really good, really good game overall. And it starts with the Stars, I think, in this one. Yeah. They were phenomenal.
0: So, so you're telling me not to start planning the parade already should i not take uh
1: vacation <laughs> <specification> days <laughs> yeah
0: no I'm joking yeah obviously we can't be too over overreactionary but listen we deserve to be happy we deserve to show the team some credit when they do perform well right and yeah, exactly um, yeah th- this the whole team from top to bottom played well today and i think that's that was the shining moment and uh, we talked about uh about the Leafs need a little bit of snarl right uh, that that third period where um, where uh matthews got uh shaken up a little bit right uh when a philly came after him and um started uh tugging on his jersey right it's good to see bunton and geo have his back i was so proud to see them jump in right away no hesitation they were on him right away and they had his back and um just just seeing them have each other's back in that situation was was so good to see because in a lot of the other games right you could tell that they were kind of de- uh de- defeated and they 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 just didn't seem like they were in it at all right yeah. so to see them have his back and to see them uh to, to see them bounce and pounce on the uh to protect <clears throat> him was was fantastic right
1: yeah it's good to see everyone get involved like it, you know i expect it from guys like bunting and even geo you know they they have that snarl to their game but even Matthews kind of going back to connecting and giving him a shove. I, I know, obviously, some people won't like it because he could take the extra penalty and all that. But I think it shows a bit of fight. You know, it shows a bit of snarl and it shows a bit of, uh, you know, competitiveness that uh, I think is good to see. You know, uh, guys like Marchand and, and you know, Kachuk and all, all those guys do it all the time and they don't take penalties. Like, yeah. you can get away with a lot in this league, you know, if you're just doing it after the whistle apparently refs don't give a shit when that happens we got a power play out of that like i don't even know how that happened oh, but, torts is um, going to
0: be ripping that team apart yeah. <laughs> you can yeah, see so. how bad he
1: was yeah and keep was laughing when the ref came to him to tell him i think he also knew that like that was not uh yeah but um yeah so i'm glad that matthew's kind of you know uh, played with a little bit of snarl, and also he was like, you know, you know, he took a a pretty good, or he made a pretty good check, you know, in the second period. He was using his body pretty well, and mm-hmm. even on the the first goal from uh Tavares, like that was just hard work.
0: Yeah, you know,
1: him and Nylander, that was just a hard work play. And, oh, definitely. You it- know, they stuck with the puck through a pretty hard uh, you know, check uh or back check uh, from from the Flyers, and uh, they managed to kind of fight through all of the the sticks and, and the the bodies that were in the way and uh, they got a goal out of it. So, you know, they're, they're not just scoring from, you know, what a lot of people in the Corona media would just say like high skill, no grit plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're kind of, they were going hard to the net and uh, even up like five, two with like three minutes to go, they were going hard to the net. They never let up today. And that's just something that's good to see. You know uh, I don't really care how far up we are, you know, you play to the end of the whistle or to the end of the game and uh they did that today. They didn't let up at all, uh, right from the get go. In my opinion, yeah, yeah, just really, really good game.
0: Yeah, and I, I did want to give a shout out to uh, Willie because man, was he showing his he speed was tonight. He was he was running <laughs> circles around them, and he was also checking a lot, which is really nice to see. He was he was getting to the puck, and he was he was playing aggressive. Right, he wasn't he wasn't uh uh he, he wasn't just um, uh uh. What was the word I'm looking for? Just coasting. He was playing aggressive and he was trying to make plays and he was a huge part of the success tonight. Um, and another one, Zach aston reeves we got to give him some credit for getting his first goal uh, as a Leafs. Um, Finally. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He, he could have had two tonight. He got one. Yeah, he's got one dropped. right. <laughs> right past
1: and hit the post. Exactly. Bit, you know. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but they, they're playing well. Um, but another player, Pontus Hol- uh, Holmberg. I mean, he was a rookie that that got called up. He played his first uh, his first Leafs game today on the third uh, third line. He was centering for that lineup for that all Swede lineup. <laughs> what yeah, do you think of his, uh, his play today? I mean,
1: uh... I thought Homburg was pretty solid. You know, he didn't uh-huh. get a ton of time, which is expected. I guess when you're uh, in your first game, I think he played like. 10 minutes exactly pretty much uh but i thought uh that line was pretty solid they controlled most of the play just like the rest of the leafs as well you know they uh controlled most of the shot share and i think they had the pretty marked advantage in expected goals in fact i only think there was yeah according to money puck there was only one flyers player that had above 50 percent expected goals mm-hmm. uh so that's a sign of a really solid game you know <laughs> so i thought Homebreak was excellent as was the rest of the Leafs uh the one thing I'll say is like it's good to see uh you know us bringing up some guys from the Marlies especially the the ELC guys yeah. you know that's like the best in terms of the most cost-effective contract type in the NHL and so we've had a pretty you know um shitty showing at least when it comes to ELC contracts over the past three four years uh, just because our drafts from 2014 to to 2017 just really didn't you know give us anything in terms of nhl talent that we could use beyond the first round at least uh, so it's it's just nice to see deaf guys get a shot you know in in that 2018 draft you know we have uh Sandin getting nhl games jersey getting nhl games obviously on the kings though uh crawl crawl philip crawl and uh pontus Homburg now getting games and crawl and Homburg are fifth rounder and sixth rounder so hitting on those late picks is a huge help to us to to navigate our cap situation and allow us to bring up guys who could play on the third line yeah. uh, at like 700 K. So really good to see him get in. Uh, I thought he was uh, a really good player. Um, I thought that Swede line was fun to watch. I thought they controlled <laughs> most of the play. I thought they worked really well together. Um, but yeah, I didn't really notice the the bottom six all too much aside from the uh, Zach Aston-Reese goal because, and that's not, saying anything bad about the bottom six it was just the top six is really where I think everyone was looking even though the lineup didn't change in the top six I think everyone was looking to them because because the lineup didn't change and we were on the skid you know everyone was sort of wanting to to have Matthews and Marner you know kind of switched out uh off of the same line including myself and I still want that for the record but uh you know the eyes were on them to see if they could bounce back and kind of figure it out on their own Mm uh and they they did, I think, you know, for, uh, yeah, just, just a really excellent game from everyone here. And, uh, you know, John Tavares, especially with the hat-trick, but Matthews and Marner as well, just an excellent game from them and a a really, really good bounce back game. Definitely.
0: And I want to, uh, bring a little bit of focus on the bottom six because uh this has been kind of like a, uh keith has been playing around with this bottom six quite a bit um uh, in the past couple of games right um engball and camp were again separated <laughs> engball brought yeah. up to to make that whole swede line but uh, uh, they were a shining point for the Leafs of the last couple of games uh, or the last game in particular i mean it was a tough game but uh that Camp and Engvall looked good together. They have the inherent chemistry playing together uh, from last season as well, right? So it's kind of tough for me to, to see that third line sticking together as much as they, they looked good today. Again, they are playing against a Philly team that they should be winning against. And they do have a large skill disparity with, right? So what do you think of the current lineup? Do you think there's some changes to be made? Because I personally think bringing Camp and Engvall back together, um, it's probably gonna do it's probably gonna do the least good and in the long run it's probably gonna pay a little bit of dividends for us
1: yeah I mean I thought that was the weirdest move that they made was taking camp away from mengville because I know that you know they just put them in and they were they were really the only bright spots over the past few games you know so you know I'm I like that we can we have the ability to move stuff around and try stuff, but I want that to happen more with the top six again, the impact guys to see what they can do outside of their current setup, rather than moving around a bunch of guys who you know some of them just joined the team. You know they sort of need to build chemistry, and so you know the the carousel surrounding the bottom six. I think. uh can probably uh you know we need to find some chemistry there and, and find what sticks mm-hmm. so uh, i would like to see a stretch of games where they kind of just have one specific line and especially with Engval and camp like we know that works i thought it worked over the past few games i thought it was one of the only things that worked for the past few games um and so i just don't understand why we kind of took that away from them the thing that i do like is taking away Engval but putting in mulligan i think he provides at least some transitional ability because when they didn't have Engvall in, the main issue was they couldn't transition. So at least mm-hmm. they can mitigate some of that while by putting sort of a transitional player that can play drive a little better than Kempf and Zach Aston-Reese, and I thought it worked well here. I thought Mulligan played excellent on that line, and Zach Aston-Reese ends up getting a goal as well. So um, it worked out. Uh, I thought Malkin was a pretty solid uh, addition to that line, but I still think Engvall works with him. Mm-hmm. I don't... Like, the only reason I can see is just to get all the Swedes together and have that connection. I don't know what, (laughs) yeah, I don't really know. I don't don't understand that one. But uh, other than that, I thought, like, the lineup, I tweeted about this as well, like, before the game started. I thought the lineup was pretty uninspired, especially coming off that horrible road trip. Um, Like, even with this win, you kind of have to move Matthews away from Marner just to see what you have. Like, I don't care when they do it. Okay. At some point within this 82-game season, I want to see Matthews away from Marner. It could be during, like, a very good streak where they're playing well or a very bad streak. I just want to know what we have so that in the playoffs, you know, if our first line gets neutralized, we need to have options. See, and... in. Um, I, I mean, Keith. I guess he listened to you uh, when you were
0: harping up about that uh, for the past couple of game overs. But uh, he came out today and uh, and had a comment on uh, on Matthews and Marner playing together. He said, "I've contemplated a lot of things as we have gone through this. I have tried a number of different things. Ultimately, I feel uh, like last season Matthews and Marner developed even greater chemistry than they ever had. I am not at the point yet." Where I feel like the answer for us to get going is to separate the guys who had some of the best chemistry last season and carried us to great heights in the regular season. So he's it. It seems like he's very committed to to seeing these two work things out, um, game after game, because we saw the the potential that we that from last season. Right now. Um, I like to see some flexibility in terms of guys. I mean, we can try it out for a couple shifts, see see how it works, right? But to see how how players, I guess, uh, really uh, excel in their, their new position or whatnot, it's going to take a couple shifts, entire game, maybe even a couple games to see how it's like, right? And that is kind of one of the downsides with uh, with Kiev shaking up the, the, the bottom six as well, right? Uh, you don't really give an opportunity for these players to settle into their new positions and, and develop some chemistry with their with their teammates right we'll talk a little bit about roster construction and and specifically with the defensive core because um Lilligren should be is is looking to to come back uh soon and join the join the Leafs and Jordy Ben was uh uh was playing today with the Marlies right so we'll see how they kind of slot in and and I guess bring Hall out now before we get into that though um STPN fans if you guys are enjoying the podcast make sure you hit like and subscribe uh it really helps us out a lot make sure you hit the bell we got a lot of great shows here on STPN and uh you wouldn't want to miss any of them uh, so yeah please like subscribe uh make sure you hit the bell notification tweet out at us uh we'd love to hear from you guys uh but yeah we gotta get back to the roster construction because this has been a talking point right and obviously the, the this was a big win but we talked about it uh a lot now this isn't the be all and all this isn't the the leafs i guess like showing that this is the new that like there's all the problems are solved and there are no issues with this <laughs> yeah. team anymore right they're
1: still one and four in their last five
0: exactly yeah there, there's still there's still some some issues uh that we've seen throughout the the rest of the the regular season thus far, right? And I have I I personally believe that roster construction has been a large uh, has been has been a big issue. I, I don't think that even when you have all the players uh, healthy or or slotted in, I I think there's still a lot of issues, and obviously that that's all tied down to the fact that we're paying our four big guys the amount of money that we are, right? We have so much cap tied into them. Uh, but let, let's start off with the with the defense, right? Because um we see Lilligren is is ready to I guess uh will be ready soon to make the jump back into the lineup, right? And I believe Yeah, they're expecting Saturday exactly he's back in, I believe. And Jordy Ben um uh, looking like he's he's getting some time with the Marlies, looks like he's gonna be ready to to make the jump as well if they need him, right? Um uh, how do you think this is going to shake up the, the defense? Because, obviously, uh, we want to try to see Riley and Brody back together again, right? That's the lineup that worked well. But because of the way our defense has, has struggled. Because of Paul. <laughs> exactly.
1: They needed to pair him with Brody.
0: <laughs> they had to change stuff up, right? So, yeah. I think that that's a that's a straight <laughs> remove, Add Lillian grin and we uh, look a little better, but I don't think that it's perfect. It's, I don't think uh, that's going to happen. I don't
1: think that's going to happen at all, though. I think, think Hall stays happen? in the lineup. Oh, I think Mathey's really? out. Yeah, I think Mathey's out. Uh, but do you think
0: you'd rather take Hall than than Ben at this point? I feel like you have to just yeah, try Ben because I would, I would, Hall has uh, been abysmal.
1: Again, I think it comes to a situation of who plays on the penalty kill. You uh, know, we took like five straight penalties today, and as much as I don't like Hall, whenever he has the puck, he's actually pretty solid on the penalty kill uh, when it when it comes to you know getting into shooting lanes and stuff like that. Um, it's tough to say, like Mete, like B- Jordy Ben is potential ha- has potential to take Hall out of the lineup, yeah. but I don't think Jordy Ben's very good either.
0: Oh, they're not so. good. But the way that Hall's played, he doesn't deserve to be up there. He doesn't deserve the bet for that out.
1: I would, else. I would try, I would try without him. Uh huh. Like that's what I would do. But I just don't see it being a long term thing. Like I, I do think, like as much as I rag on Hall, especially over these past five games, and he was bad. And even today, he had that play where at the blue line, he just sort of moved the puck slightly to give it away as Matthews went to the bench, uh, which was just dumb. But, uh, and then he got booed, which is hilarious. (laughs) But,
0: uh, long term, before they even start, I mean, they, as soon as he got the puck, they started booing the guy. (laughs) (laughs) Deservedly so.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Long term, I just don't see Hall getting moved out of the system i don't see keith doing it but i also don't see it as the correct move hull actually has somewhat uh you know pretty solid defensive metrics and when he's not making a fool of himself with his mental mistakes he's not that bad and i don't mean he's not that bad as in like oh, i'll put him in the top four i don't think he's a top four demon he's a suitable six he's a suitable six that can specialize on the pk um mete I thought had a great game today i really like him i do uh he's got some speed to him which uh allowed him to catch up on a pretty uh you know dangerous chance for for the the flyers uh on a pretty fast break uh Mete caught up and, and took that chance away and so i like to see that you know i like to see some speed and some transitional skating ability from a guy like Mete. but uh again it comes down to special teams he's not on the power play I don't think he's particularly good on the PK. Is he gonna like you know? I know Lily Green plays on the PK for us, but uh I don't think he that's his uh bread and butter, I'd Listen, say. I th-
0: I think, like a- analytics wise, like yes, Hall has has decent defensive um, analytics, and he looks he looks good on paper, right? But I think it's a similar story with uh, Jake Gardner that we had when he was on on the Leafs with us, right? He looks on paper, he looks good, but he has some boneheaded plays that that result in in quite frankly just shitty situation yeah. for the Leafs right and we've seen it multiple times this season where where Hall makes a, a terrible a, atrocious play and it just results in, in the Leafs being down uh a, a three on two or whatever or two on yeah, three if, and it results in a goal right
1: like if you think Jordy Ben's gonna fix that I
0: don't you haven't I, watched Jordy Ben <laughs> yeah I I don't yeah. think he's gonna fix it but the pro, but w- what I'm saying is at this point, you try something new because we've seen Hall play and we, we've seen it not work, right? I mean, yeah. look at Marner's comments in the game <laughs> against uh, Anaheim. He, he said, what the bleep, Halsey, right? Like, yeah. it, there's clearly issues then, with, with Hall up there and and it might just be a mental issue. He might just need a reset. But I think adding someone in there just to shake things up a little bit will do him good and will will at least do the team some good. Because right now, having him in there is, is a negative uh, for us,
1: yeah. Um, the it's funny you bring the Murder thing up uh, that he called out Hall. That's not the first time Hall was called out. He was called out last year as well. Uh, Matthews was yelling <laughs> at him on the bench as well. So Hall is prone to making stupid mistakes. Uh, I think that he is not good in the top four at all. And I'm not saying he's a good option. Mm. But when I think of the rest of the Leafs, especially with Muzzin out and blah 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 blah, Jordy Ben and Victor Mate are your two options. I'm willing to try either of them. Like I 100% agree with you in that you take Hall out for a few games and see what you have with the rest of your roster. Mm -hmm. In terms of just me predicting what's going to happen, I don't see those guys as long-term better than Hall. And I'm not saying that Hall is Gonna be a long-term solution for them. Like I do think, from a roster construction perspective, okay. it would be nice to get another D-man, especially if Muzzin is out for the entire year. Definitely. You know, you got five That's million on you know LTIR that you can use now, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. you could probably you know maybe bring someone in to to fill out that hole we have there. Um, is Hall gonna be an everyday player? I don't know. Is he better than Ben and Mete for our roster? I i still think he is long term. long oh, long term i'm just saying long listen i'm not saying you can play well
0: listen you play well for 90 percent of the game but if you have two boneheaded plays that results in, in, in goals against well, well, what are you doing right like yeah, realistically I, like i agree there's with you only so many goals that happened within the game look at this game it was it was five to it was a five to two win right um if if Hall lets in like uh, has two boneheaded plays and there's, there's it's it's a five four game this is a totally different game we'd be yeah but a totally you also have to consider this, right? that the
1: PK was a, a large portion, portion of why we won we took five straight penalties
0: yeah but we're,
1: we're on we playing on against we're playing against a team we're playing against a team that that we should have been beaten anyways right yeah I know but what I'm trying against... to say is if you take five penalties against a better team and you don't have good penalty kill defense whole Hall, out there. t-
0: Hall res- like there, there's been so many times where Hall is the one who What's is on the PK to begin with. Not only I do does it make agree. stupid I'm not plays, saying I but he gets on you. the PK. I don't like Hall. I'm not saying I like
1: Hall. I'm just saying that Ben and Mete, I don't think are long-term solutions. I think they work, especially when Hall is playing poorly. Like, for example, if they were both available right now, I would want them both in. Yeah. I agree with you in that sense. Like, when everyone is healthy, I would like to see Hall take it out. But what I'm trying to say is, A, we know Keefe likes Hall, so it's probably not going to happen from a, just like a management perspective. But B, like, in my own opinion, I think Hall is a better long-term player that can, only on the third pair. Like, the reason I don't like how Hall is played is because he's literally put on the top pair with Brody starting a game and then giving up you know, a goal within 30 seconds. That is stupid. I 100% agree with that. But you're not putting Hall in a position to succeed there either. Listen, I think... The I th- truth th- is, I think Hall is probably better with the puck than Jordy Ben is. Yeah, I think he's faster okay. than Jordy Ben. Uh-huh. What I do think Jordy Ben can provide is a, a better... Just net front presence stupid. than Hall. <laughs> <laughs> and Victor Mente provides something else as well. So if we are lacking in those things, I do 100% agree. Put those guys in. Uh-huh. And I, I think... In in the short term, we should see what they have overhaul. See, you know what the problem is, though. Yeah. The fact that
0: we're we're okay with this is is or we're we're put in this situation is the problem with the roster construction. That's exactly my point. Where we cannot succeed with the players that we have right now, and I think that trades have to be made right now. Think about it. If I think Muzzin's that's a in this, little, no, okay, listen. Sorry, if go ahead, go ahead, if yeah. Muzzin is in this lineup, this is a completely different uh, different defensive core, and I think. It, it, it works out well, right? But even if Muzzin comes back, we don't know how, the extent to, to his injuries. First of all, right? If he's going to be hundred percent when he comes back, if he comes back, if he comes back at, at all, yeah. all, exactly. I think there, there needs to be a shakeup, there needs to be a move that needs to be made if we don't have enough confidence in Mete and 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 Jordy Ben to to uh, to slot in for Hall. Because if Hall is the best option, and if you're forced to have Hall out there with the way he, he's playing. I, I don't think that this this,
1: this he's works. not a bad sixth man like your sixth man's not gonna be a world beater ever
0: it doesn't, I, listen a, he's the like, way he, he plays for dude, dude man. today I understand. he passed pass. up that puck he was trying to get that he he made a pa- pass yeah, in I know, quotations he got it. and he and just just completely gives it away dude I see that stuff and I'm just like Jake Gardner all over again <laughs>
1: Dick Gardner was ten times better than Justin Hall. Yeah, exactly.
0: And, and you still want Justin Hall in the damn lineup? Get him out of I'm here. Not here. Want him on the lineup? I'm saying right now, I think he's better than Jordy. and yeah, Victor but, Mete. That's it. Try, try to find. Try, I think you should try to find uh, a
1: replacement. Uh, Actually, anyways. I honestly I don't, see, think don't even think he's player. better than Victor Mete. I just think that the PK is the reason Victor Mete won't make this <laughs> roster. Because who else is going to be on the PK? But is there a problem with roster construction? In, I agree. In I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with that. Okay, like, so you agree are, you that know, trades need to be made. I do agree that it would be nice, especially with Muzzin out. Like if Muzzin is out long term, and we have that five million to work with, that's wow. a large sum of money that you can actually, you know, bolster this roster with, and getting someone who is a good defenseman that can PK. Uh-huh. is i think a priority so that hall can, can be moved out the we line. also need someone that's that's just a big body up front right uh but you also because... need someone who's like a, a big body up front is one thing but a lot of big bodies don't know how to play the puck well that's why they're so hard to buy yeah, yeah
0: I, I agree i agree but i think that you just like right now our problem is we don't have a a, a person to just push out uh people from from the uh from our or in front of our, our goaltender right and we're just kind of leaving them out to dry right and a uh, the person who did that for us last year was was Boosh, right? I think we're missing yeah, that Bush. big body up front to try to try to uh, try to protect our goaltender, right? Try to try to get some uh, get some movement out of the way, right? I agree. Uh, and Boosh is like a
1: solid third, like I think he can exactly. fit into and, that
0: hall. Spot. And Boosh wasn't a offensive minded player when we got it, right? We knew that he was just going to be defensive minded, and it worked out perfectly. I had no problems with Boosh up there because all he did his job and he did his job well, right?
1: But, like. Factor into the account that Bush was never required to do what Hall does. Like, Bush was never yep. put into, like, the top pair. And that, like, he would flounder as well. That's sort of my point. We're not putting Hall in a position to succeed at all because he's not good. He yep. should be on the third pair, but we're putting him up. We need someone, like, Bush would be nice on the third pair to push Hall out just because he makes, like, a million dollars less when he played with us at least. Yeah. So, like, Hall is not necessarily worth two million in my eyes. Um, even though the defensive market is completely screwed and you have guys like, uh, good Branson getting like four by fours, which is insane, but I'll (laughs) leave that, but, uh, uh, hall himself, like from the, from the, what's it called? The impact he provides, you could probably find that for 700 K. If you just get a guy who's solid on the PK and plays on your third line and you don't expect him to do anything more, but. The coaching staff does expect Hall to do more, which is not the correct move in my opinion. Like, I do think the coaching staff is wrong in that regard. And for me, it would be nice if we moved away from Hall and could bring in someone cheaper and then bolster the defense with, you know, someone who's a little more expensive but can play in the top four. Uh But the truth is that's not really available. Like, yeah. I, I saw a great comment here uh-huh. uh, from Cameron Gilmore saying, "Bring PK out of retirement for the PK," which is just a great comment. Uh, but yeah, he's retired; he has back problems. There's no, that's not that's not a thing that you you really get on the open market. That's there's a reason guy, that guys like good Branson go for four by four. Mm-hmm. You know? You, okay, listen, you're you're like a GM a, for the Leafs. Like you're you're. N-
0: you gotta just. I, I. I don't have the solution, obviously, right? But you gotta try to find someone, right? Just having Hall in there and just being like, "Hey, there's nobody. Like, put our hands up. We're stuck in this situation. Sucks." Is not the way to go,
1: right? I agree. I agree. They should be looking, especially at the trade market for uh, for D-man uh, that can, you know, kind of take up that portion of Muzzin's LTIR. Again, yeah. we don't know anything about Muzzin's situation. The Leafs obviously do. So mm-hmm. um, if he's out for the entire year and he's going to retire, you know, it's concussions. I don't want him to take chances on his life there. So uh, if he does retire out uh, for the year uh, or retire for his career, um, yeah, I want to use that portion of the cap to Mm -hmm. maybe get someone on offense and someone on defense, Mm -hmm. right? Someone who can bolster your penalty kill while also not being a complete liability when he has the puck. Okay. That would be nice. But what I'm trying to say is there is not a lot out there especially for guys who are defensemen and have the reputation of being kind of guys who are tough to play against uh-huh. you know there there was a very the market like was just brutal for them you know like they were getting overpaid like crazy uh-huh. and there's a reason for that i guess you know uh from a gm perspective you want guys who kind of are hard to play against uh physically but uh it's hard to fit under the cap when we're when we're at we are where we're at. Like yeah. I just and, don't and know why why is get... it hard
0: to fit under the cap? Because we're
1: but, tied in so much money to four players. Right? Yeah, but I understand that, but what I'm trying to say is you're still you still want to have cost effectiveness with your other players. Like mm-hmm. my point is it's there's no point in going out and getting like Seth Jones at 9.5 or good Branson at 4 or Ristolein in at 5. Those guys are not worth that much money mm-hmm. you're just taking the money you've overspent on a guy like Mitch Martyr and allocating it to a guy who's a complete liability in his own end
0: you yeah. know
1: who's just a big body that's tough to play against there aren't many guys like that and there's a, it's very hard to find and so for me to say like oh Hall's useless him at two million is better than Good Branson at four million mm-hmm and he's better than Ristolainen at five million and he's better. No, He's not better than Seth Jones, of course, but you know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> yeah, well, that well, that like, even though he, that value isn't uh, translated within his on ice play, it's translated within the market. Yeah. And that's um. what I mean. Like, you know, in Toronto, we often focus on just our team and like how shitty our situation is without looking outward to a market that's completely screwed when it comes to defensemen, especially right handed defensemen. Yeah, uh, that PK. Like, that's just, it's tough to find. And so, like, when I look at our situation, I'm not happy that Hall is in it. Mm-hmm. But I also don't really see an easy way out of it that where you can just be like, for oh, this. Let's-
0: you're a GM for the Leafs, you make it work. Anyways, I understand. we got to move would on it. from this. I agree. <laughs> yeah, we, we got to move on from this. But listen, you're a GM for the Leafs. Uh, you've had, like, the defensive, uh, the defense has been an issue for the Leafs for. For a while now, right? You had you had the whole offseason to try to make things work, and still not. And they did. They did try up. with Ben and Mete. Like yeah, okay. Like ben and Mete. What, the what are they lef- really gonna do for we took, us? Right. We took two left You got man. I I don't think that's enough. Uh, enough to to bolster this roster, especially with uh, with with Muzzin out. But we'll see how it goes. I think the the forward group is another issue that that we we can touch on as well. <laughs> yeah. Because. Yeah, that's the the bottom six is not having a fun time. I mean, just looking at Keith uh, shuffling things around. Yeah, they had a good game today, but long oh, term, yeah. do we see this as, as a bottom six that we want to keep in? Like, Keefe has has had issues with trying to find a pairing or, or or trying to find some kind of cohesion, uh, with the group, and it's just him swapping players around as much as he has, uh, it just hinders the amount of chemistry that you can build, right? Uh, and you had two players that already had a ton of chemistry in Engvall and Camp. They're not playing together, right? Yeah. So, at what point do we uh, do we need to, I guess, pick and choose who we're going to keep on there and uh, and try to try to fix that? Because, again, uh, like a, a player that I'm looking at that's been mentioned in in the comments as well in the chat as well has been Kerfoot, right? He's a good player, a jack of all trades. He's like played everywhere in the damn roster, but uh, do we want to look? for a player that's that's okay in all the, all positions or do we want to have specialists for their specific positions right do I we do, want to lock yeah, like, the yeah i do agree
1: with that like kerfoot is nice because he kind of just goes anywhere and when we have injuries you could just slot him in but i think the main concern right now is that uh top six left wing position that kind of keeps going around like you know uh, Robertson had it and now Kerfoot has it, but Kerfoot, you know, he was with them last year and he wasn't that effective in that position, in my opinion. So, um, it'd be nice to get someone who can play in that spot and be someone who can stick to the top six for a long-term and then move Kerfoot to, you know, the third line, um, to play on a scoring third line. That, that would be nice as well to have a, like, you know, three lines that can actually score. Um, and then have one checking slash, uh, defensive, uh, line. Um, but yeah, like we have like seven fourth liners on our team. Like we have a lot of depth, but they're all, there's just, they just cap out at the fourth line. You know what I mean? Exactly. So our third line seems to be the one that's kind of hard to navigate right now, especially with Kerfoot on the second line. Um, but like with guys like Robertson, I don't like to see him just sit out you know like either he's not even playing for the, the Marlies, Marlies. exactly and like if, if you're gonna sit him like for more than one game just put him on the Marlies and have him go and dominate there yeah like there's no point in him sitting 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 him it would just it just ruins his development so I don't I don't really like that all too much uh but like you have options um you know with the younger guys uh another guy that I I think might get called up to this year is Joey Anderson he's had a really good start to. Uh, the the season in the AHL and he's sort of a grinder bottom six type player as well. So I think he would slot in w- well there rather than a guy like, you know, Nick Robertson, who's more suited for top six play, you know? Mm-hmm. So th- we do have options in the AHL with young guys in the, e- like on ELCs to kind of come up and, uh, or minimum league minimum contracts to come up and, and make a, make a name for themselves. But yeah, I would like to have an established third line, you know, that just, stays the third line rather than exactly. continuously getting moved around. I want to build some chemistry there. So I do agree with that. Uh and I don't think Kerfoot long term in that top six left wing position works. I would like to see someone else there. So there's really two holes that I see. It's the PK defender that can play just third line minutes PK and shoot. Yeah, that can move Hull <laughs> out of the lineup.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's a Hall's an issue, <laughs> right? I love it it Hall took is- us 15 minutes to like, get to like, a point I told you I did <laughs> let fall. I sorry, sorry, continue, continue.
1: Position. Sorry, I just to Kerfoot. throw it out there. <laughs> Keep going, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then perfect. And I would like to see, uh, you know, they're, they're the two guys that I think, you know, have a little bit of a higher cap than the rest of the, the bottom six slash um, bottom pairing. Uh, so you can kind of maybe get some value there, uh-huh. uh, value added from, you know, cheaper but more effective players in those positions yeah definitely um obviously
0: the Dubis is gonna be uh be busy I mean he's got a little bit extra leash on him after this uh this last game right and same <laughs> with the Sheldon Keith but uh there's still changes that need to be made with this roster I still think that there this this team itself as it's constructed currently is not a Stanley Cup winning team right I there's honestly
1: I'm a little more optimistic than you a Stanley That's... cup winning team just saying, I think they can get over the hub. You, you think they can? You think they the can win the cup with Hall played? <laughs> All right. Uh, I mean, listen. I I think, think, okay, okay. Hold on. If they okay. make if they make use of Muzzin's LTIR, I think they are uh, could be a Stanley Cup contender. Yeah, because that's just five million that's sitting there that we aren't using. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like if we make use of that, then you can bring people in and stuff like that.
0: Hmm. well we'll see um i mean i i still think Duba still has has some work cut out for him uh we can agree to disagree there but uh yeah i mean the next game though is going to be very talent where to see how i guess the, the this team matches up against some top tier competition we're playing the bruins of all teams Ooh, get that rivalry going dude they're uh, so
1: good to start they that have been so fantastic
0: much. but I, I wanna see how this team fares against them, right? We had a great game today, but if they have a good game against the Bruins, that's gonna instill a lot of confidence in this organ or in the, this fan base, right? Because yeah philly isn't that great of a team the bruins on the other hand they play with a lot of snarl and they have a
1: lot of assholes on that team (laughs) and honestly like everyone was expecting them to take a step back especially at the start of the year because they had a bunch of injuries like charlie mcavoy was injured which is their best defenseman yeah marshawn was injured and they just find ways to win like that is a team that like it really pains me to say it but they're like they're just, like, really, I don't know, like, I'm jealous of them. Yeah. See how they just you, find you ways to You love when they're
0: on your team, you hate when they're against us. And it's you like constantly... When they're on the,
1: the Team Canada, you're like, great, you, Marshall. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> when he's playing no. against us, you go, fuck you.
1: <laughs> yeah, you, like, you constantly expect them to age out, and, like, you expect Bergeron to you know fall <laughs> off eventually and he just comes he's like 37 and he's still like an elite player like it's crazy. Yeah. oh that team pisses me off so much but i, I do respect i am console. so
0: excited though for that game i think that's going to be telling it's going to be a fun game nonetheless and um Obviously, you'll be able to catch the post game here on SDPN. Uh, we're going to have a game over for that. I believe once on that and uh, and, yeah, Lauren. So and Lauren. Yep. Yeah, so uh, tune in for that. Uh, that's going to be it from here. Uh, that's going to be it for, for us here. Uh, we had a long podcast, but I uh, hope you guys Did enjoyed. It? Yeah, it's been like 45 <laughs> minutes. hope you guys enjoyed. Make sure you hit the like, subscribe. Let us know your thoughts on the roster construction. Tweet out at us. Give us some comments uh, or comments. Uh, Put a comment down below as well and tell us if you think that this uh, this roster can get us down Stanley Cup or do you think some changes have to be made? Uh, yeah, that's it from us. We'll see you
1: guys on Saturday. Peace. Bye.